Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Hey, Brandy. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good. How are you? How was your Christmas? <laughs> I was waiting for our big intro music. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't think that worked out all that well last time, and I haven't had time to really screw around with it. So we'll just tell everybody right off the bat that this is the Coaching and Cocktails oh, yeah. podcast, and I'm Tina. And I'm Brandy. And that's Brandy. And um, this is the month. It is. Is it Monday? Today is Monday. Hmm. This is that period yeah. between Christmas and New Year's where I don't fucking know what right. day of the week it is. Whereas it's not really dates. There's no real days. Yeah. It's just how close am I to going back to work? <laughs> I don't know where I am, what day of the week it is. I'm not even home, so I'm in I'm in Chincoteague uh, <clears throat> with my grandparents. <clears throat> and um, I wasn't sure I was going to make the podcast this morning because um, my grandmother hurt her back. Oh, no. My grandfather is just, I mean, every time I come down here, he is less and less mobile. And so I had to get him out of his bed and situated in his lift chair with his mm. coffee and his peanut butter toast. And mm. his eyeglasses and his hearing aid. So I have him situated, hopefully for at least the next hour, so that we can do our podcast. I said I'm not going to be down here for an hour. My yeah. grandmother's in bed, so um, mm, but uh, for her, yeah. So um, funny story. So I got here yesterday. Um, <laughs> so my grandfather can't find his binoculars. Um, he's got two small pairs, and apparently they're missing. Um. Anyway, they thought they perhaps may have been swept into the trash. He has this little trash can by his 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 uh, lift chair, and um, so because they thought they might have be, been in the trash, I um, offered to go look through the trash. Uh-oh. And so, yeah. Oh wait, it's so fun. You're gonna love this. Oh no! And so Did they you find have, like like half smoked joints and condoms? Oh, I wish. <laughs> if only. Wait this gets good. So they have these ginormous trash cans here. I mean, they're the sitting up, the town gives them to them. Right. Um, so the only way, and there's only two bags in there. So it's a kitchen trash bag and one of those little like target bags. So you put Mm -hmm. the little trash cans, right? So I have to tip the trash can over to get it. So I basically have to crawl into the (laughs) trash can to get to the trash. Oh, but wait. And as I open the trash can, I'm like, man, it smells really bad in here. It smells like shit. Well, there is a giant oh. turd sitting in the trash can. So I'm what? thinking, no, it's huge. It was like, I mean, you guys can't see it, but it was like big. And so I'm thinking my grandmother found like a dog shit in her yard and she threw it in oh, the trash yeah. can. Okay, no, let's no. just go with that. Nope, nope. It was a human turd. What? What? Why? What? Yep, yep. oh wait. And huh? it was <clears throat> just sitting on top of the one trash bag, which now the trash can's tipped over. So now there's just shit all over the trash bag. What? giant like solidified turd yes it's all I could do holding my breath with gloves on sorting through the trash um to of course not find the binoculars and I put the turd into its own trash bag where it should be what wait Um, who's whose was it so it was my grandfather's oh because he apparently had an accident in the shower and my grandmother (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm laughing so that I'm not crying. I mean, luckily they're never going to listen to this podcast. But right? I'm laughing because otherwise I'd cry. Um, 
because you can't make this shit up. So, I, so my grandmother, no pun like, intended. She, literally, she's like, "Well, I didn't know what to do with it, so I just took it and, and put it in the top of the on top of the trash bag." I said, "You didn't Wasn't think to put it in toilet the toilet?" Right there? <laughs> but you know what? I, listen, I, and she was in a panic. I guess she goes, "Oh, defense, that would probably work really well the next time." <laughs> in her defense. Katie did that when she was little one time in the bathtub and I had the same like, Oh my God. And I think I threw it in the trash can too, because I just, I panicked. Right. I like, but well, she took it, it the through drain. the house. Oh, that's. And that's... put it in the outside trash can on top of the trash bag in oh, there because she yeah. literally set it on top of the trash bag. Uh, she remembers doing this. And she <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> that's what I got to do when I got here yesterday. Oh, so, um, so no binoculars. No, nope. Binoculars are still missing. Um, and um, yeah, I got to uh, swim in a trash can with a human turd. That is super gross. <laughs> it was super fun. <laughs> that and is... this is what it's like to take care of the so elderly. Gross. Well, so I take nice. care of kids, so I know it's very, very similar. So how was your um, Christmas? Definitely not that eventful. <laughs> It's been super quiet. You know, I think I talked about this before. Like we did something very different this year and we didn't allow anybody to come visit. Usually we have a house full of people. We have a hundred thousand parties and events and random things and, you know, stupid crap to do. And really not on purpose, just mostly out of laziness. I was like, yeah, we're just not going to do anything this year. And it's actually been tons of fun. So we ended up kind of in DIY city here doing all the, not on purpose, but on accident, I guess, because we had time, all the list of things that we keep all year of like, well, at some point I need to do this and do that. Mm-hmm, and, do this. Mm-hmm. and we've done almost all of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been like major Jim's building a new, a kitchen Island for me right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wallpapered my closet, painting baseboards. I finished crocheting these hats for the kids that I started two fu- years ago. Are you a hundred years old? What the fuck? I am. Oh, I've crocheted since I was about I love it. It's my favorite. Uh, but okay. I never do it. I never do it. I never have time. I've watched about 100 TV shows, like wrapping up all the like different things I've started. So yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Still, we have a week left. We still have a whole week. <laughs> do you? Because um, Nick goes back to school on Thursday, which just Oh, he seems... does? That's mm-hmm. strange. No, they yeah. don't go back until Monday. So Friday, I'm taking the Girl Scout troop camping. Oh, that camping? In the middle of winter? Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be 60 degrees or whatever, and it's a cabin. That sounds like a um, a murder episode I saw on Dateline once where this guy, oh, no, it was the, uh, what case was it? It was, oh, the guy that took his kids camping in the middle of winter at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, well, he wasn't and, really taking them camping. He had murdered the mom. And no, murdered, yeah, he murdered the mom. That was the, um, and he killed them. The yeah. yeah no, not, he didn't I'm, kill the kids. Oh, yeah, no, he, yes, then he, he killed did. himself and the kids because he blew up right. the house. Yeah, everybody, that was horrible. Yeah, everybody yeah. died at the end of that. I'm horrible. hoping my camping trip does not end anything like that. <laughs> I don't know, because all I do is watch, well, I listen to, to murder shows and I watch true crime shows. I pretty much feel like that's how everything is right now. I know. And, you I know, think- I'm, we already talked about this, but I was like, this Christmas, like, I'm going to lay off all of the true crime stuff. And I just find I can't. No. I don't know. Like, but just- in my defense, I think everything on TV right now and books and anything is true crime, or at least everything that comes up in my search. Right, because because everything because because uh, Big Brother is watching you and it knows your preferences, Maybe. and that's why everything that comes up in your search yeah. is true crime. I did finish The Crown, though. I finished the third season of The Crown. 
I have, I don't even know what that is. So yeah, so that's that's been my life. I've not been on the computer at all. It's you know outside of you know really like clients are pretty slow this time of year too because everybody's traveling and doing this and doing that and you I know. don't know my clients aren't they're still mm. checking in everybody's checking people, in everybody's doing their thing I had a lot of people who had planned breaks which is totally fine and acceptable and breaks that we had planned you know six months ago and um you know because when people are going on big family vacations or whatever they don't need to be dieting and being weird no <laughs> go enjoy yourself so I probably about half of the people are on some form of a break over these two weeks, which is great. So I want to be on a break. I know. Well, I think um, today's podcast is, I think it's perfect timing because tomorrow is New Year's Eve and Wednesday is New Year's and everybody's going to be coming back from their Christmas breaks and everybody's going to be like super motivated to do all the things all all at once, right? So everybody's going to kind of you know, New Year's resolution time, which I don't, I don't ever do New Year's resolutions. Um, but everybody's going to be super motivated. So for about five minutes, right? So everybody knows the joke. They're like, oh, the gyms are super crowded on the whatever day. You the know what? They week. won't even be crowded. The, they're not going to be crowded on the first day after the New Year. They'll wait. It'll be Monday because everybody's got to the first week. It's got to be Monday, right? Because you can't start, you know, on the day or before or whatever. But anyway, people will be motivated. And then within a couple of weeks, everybody's gone because that like one, they try to do too much at one time. Uh So I think we kind of talked about that in one of our last Mm -hmm. podcasts, right? Like do the small goals, like one thing at a time, but then the motivation's gone. And as soon as motivation's gone, everybody, you just, you just fucking stop, right? Because, because people rely on motivation to do everything. So that's sort of the theme of today, right? Right. And you know, when, when you pitch this, I guess last week, maybe you're like, let's do a podcast on this. So I've been thinking about it a lot this week. And I think we're going to come at this at two very different angles. So it's going to be interesting to talk about it. Because my angle is fuck motivation. <laughs> my angle is... my you ang- expand on that. <laughs> right. So, well, I don't actually think that I do, but I will. Well, fuck um, motivation can sound like, like I'm just not going to do anything. Like fuck motivation, I'm over this. It could be, right? It could be, no, I think that would be, fuck this, I'm not motivated. So fuck motivation is, you fucking do it anyway. I'm not, mo- like, I just posted on Instagram this morning. I woke up, it's cold and gray here. I mean, actually, it's not, I guess it's not that cold, but there's no sun. It's like 57, so really, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But it's gray, and it's wet, and it's, you know, it's just gross. And I didn't sleep good. And I got up, and I was like, fuck that, I'm not working out. It's, it's just, I'll just blah, blah, blah. But I, I know that I'll feel better after I do it because that's how I start my day every day. I like to get up and, and do some kind of, even if all I do is walk on the treadmill. So no, I wasn't motivated this morning, but because it's just part of my, it is my, it's ingrained in me. It is my behavior. It is my, I'm disciplined to do it. What, however many words you want to put around it, it's just who I am and what I do. And I feel better when I do it. So I just went and did 30 minutes of, you know, Hopping around outside, you know your favorite. Yeah, but <coughs> hopping. never gonna do it. And, yeah, <laughs> you're, I was jumping like, around. I was jumping around and running up and down the stairs. And um, anyway, so well, so no. I'll so I'll counter I'll counter your point here. So then you are motivated because I mean, if you really <coughs> take a step back, motivation it's really a vernacular issue, right? Motivation is simply your reason for doing something, right? So if so, I really. <laughs> 
I think a lot of this is a vocabulary problem for America because you, you know, you just said you weren't motivated, but yet you had a good reason to do it. So that was your motivation because you feel better after you knew you'd feel worse if you didn't. So you were motivated to do it because all that means is you have a reason to do what you are going to do. It doesn't have to be a fun reason. I am motivated to pay taxes because I don't want to go to jail. I'm motivated to brush my teeth because I don't want to have bad breath and have my teeth fall out and I like to chew my food. Right. I'm motivated to clean my bathroom because that's what society expects me to do. No, so I'm never motivated to clean my bathroom. But Well, that's a separate problem. But but this goes back to, we talked about this in the last episode. It's the why, right? Well, and... I, you know, I don't even know if it's a why. I, when I was really thinking about this, I think, and again, it goes right along with American culture. People confuse the word motivation with inspiration or fun or feel good. Those are yeah. not the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can have motivation to do something and it can completely suck, right? All motivation is, is your reason, well, your reason why you're doing something. Right. It doesn't mean it has to be fun or happy or whatever. Now, if you take a step, if you replace the word motivation with, with compelling reason, I think it would change. It would be really hard for somebody to say, I don't have a compelling reason to be healthy. Yeah. It's very easy to oh, say, I, like I don't that. have motivation to be healthy. Nobody's going to say that because that sounds ridiculous and nobody believes that. But if you just pull motive, because motivations become like this catch-all, nonsensical, Instagrammable word right? Like terrorism yeah. was two decades ago, right? right. <laughs> it was just a catch-all for bad things. Terrorism and motivation. I don't know. No, but I like, know, I like your point. I think um, that's a really good point. And I've never, I mean, I've, I've never thought of it in that way, but I, but you're, I think you're a hundred percent right. It's, it's, um, it's a vocabulary issue or it's a, you know, it's a definite, what the definition yeah. is, right? So I think that that, and I think, I think that you and I, I mean, we're talking sort of about the same things, but mm-hmm. using, but I think the, I like the way that you're describing it because I think that will help. Like, I think the way I'm describing it might help a certain sector of people and the way that you're describing it is going to help like other people. Cause you got to see this from like 10 different ways because how one person looks at it is going to be different than another person just based on our unconscious bias of, you know, just things in general. But well, I think, yeah. I, no, I think that's really, I think that's really smart. You're super smart, Randy. I am, I am so smart, especially like first thing in the morning when I was screaming at my kids 12 seconds ago, I haven't eaten yet. I'm so smart in the morning. You are. Um, but right. Because I don't think the answer is always just gut through it because you're supposed to. So if you really don't have motivation to do something, you do not have a compelling reason to do something. You don't have a strong why. Then stop, then stop talking about it. Right. right? Like I, I have threatened to learn a foreign language for the last 30 years. I do not know a single word outside of the English language, barely know the English language. So I would go ahead and say, <laughs> I don't have motivation to learn a, a foreign language. I do not have a compelling reason, right? I'm not, in, not that interested, don't have time. It doesn't serve my purpose. It's not a priority for it's you. Not we a talked priority. about priorities in the last well, podcast. So I think it's fair to say I don't have motivation. So I just need to stop talking about it. Right. And things right. can change and that might change later. But, you know, 
I, you know, but if somebody said, well, you don't have motivation, just fucking do it. That doesn't make sense. Cause it's not something that makes sense in my life right now. And I don't really want to do it. Right. Um, so I think, I think it's the word motivation that has just become this kind of catch all excuse, an easy way out for people when they're not, you know, when it, there could be a bigger problem, you could be completely looking at the wrong goal. Mm-hmm. You could not know what you're doing. You could, you know, there could be a hundred other reasons. So I think we've talked about this before. You have to back the train way up, right? So somebody who's never run before could say, I'm going to train for a marathon. Well, I'm not, I'm not motivated to go on my run today, but I'm training for a marathon. Well, no, you're not. Right. You know, you don't have a compelling reason to do a training run. You are not training for a marathon. So stop. Stop right. talking about it. So maybe goal. you have the wrong goal or maybe your goal is too big or, you know, you have the wrong why or whatever, whatever vocabulary right. you want to, to put around it. It's, it's all saying the same thing. You just right. have to find the thing that makes sense to you, you know, however you want to describe it. Right. So what the way I kind of, I, I 1000% agree with what you're saying. And I like, I, that gives me a whole different way to kind of look at it or even talk to clients about it, saying it that way. Um, but I also, you know, there's building those behaviors and that discipline, right. That, mm-hmm. but again, this all, it's not different from what you're saying. It right. all, it all comes together. So if I have this goal of being mm-hmm. healthy Right. Because that let's just say that is my and, and really that is the reason why I continue to train, you know, you know, despite having lupus or feeling like shit or it's gray and it's raining outside and, who you know, whatever other fucking reasons I could I could throw out there. Um, I need to mentally feel healthy and I need to physically feel healthy because I do not like to feel like shit, mm-hmm. period. Right. Like mm-hmm. so my priority is is my health. So mental, physical, because exercise gives me that my, my mental health as well, right? So it helps me, you know, get through my day and, and not kill people and not, you know, be depressed and whatever. Um, so that's my why, my compelling reason. Mm-hmm. So, but it, I wouldn't say when I first started tra- working out, like over 25 years or, or so ago, that certainly wasn't my reason. I just wanted to fucking look good. Right. Right, so, right. But you know, over the years that, that sort of changed, but that's what, um, and then of course competing and all that stuff. And so my, my compelling reason I think has changed over the years, but it was because I, I took those first steps when I maybe 25 years ago when I didn't really want to, and I didn't really know that I mm-hmm. was going to like it and feel good. And my ex-husband was dragging me to the gym and, um, but I, it, I just kept doing it. Right. And then, so, so you do these re- repetitive things till they become inherent behaviors. Right. So you have to kind of learn like, if you wanted to, to do the language thing, right. If you had a compelling reason mm-hmm. to do it, you're probably not going to necessarily love it at, right. at first. And then you have, but you're going to, you're going to learn about it. You're going to practice it. And right. then you're going to do it. And then all of a sudden you're speaking Spanish and it's just like a right. second language. And now it's just, it's, it's a, it's just part of who you are. So the same thing with, and really this is with any new behaviors, right? So mm-hmm. if you have old behaviors you want to get rid of and new behaviors you want to do old, good or bad, whatever you want to call it, you have to first know what your reason is. Then you have to kind of learn about it 
then you have to just fucking do it. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to fucking do it. Right. Right. And sometimes you have, you know, fake it till you make it or force it until you want to do it, whatever. Because if you have a compelling reason enough to do it, that may not always, that compelling reason may not always be enough in the beginning. I mean, it is right. Like, cause you have to, it's hard. Right. So, and I, I guess me, maybe if we're talking more like the physical thing, I might have a compelling reason to run the marathon. Right. But in the beginning, it's going to motherfucking suck. Every I mean, step I take is going to fucking suck. So right. I have to sort of embrace that suck. Yes, I have a compelling reason, but it's still going to suck, right? So I have to just that's, I mean, yeah, do that's it and do it. you practice it. And the more you practice it, then it becomes a behavior, right? And then at that point, then you're just, then you're just a runner. And now I'm just a runner. And so I run and it's in... It may still suck sometimes, but right, that's exactly it's what you right. do because it's who you are. And now it is an ingrained behavior, you know, discipline. So you get up and you just run. Like uh, what's David Goggins say? He said, right. um, what does he say? He said the, the motivated, the motive. Oh, here's what he says. The motivated will check, get up and check the weather before they run. Yes. The disciplined will get up, put their clothes on and go and just fucking go. Right? right. I mean that, and that's, I think that's, that's how I kind of look at things. But it's not different than what you're saying. I think it's just an extension well, of or yeah, it's like however you want to put that. Step one, step two. Because I think the trap a lot of people get caught up in is they, especially this time of year, they set a big goal. Like I'm going to do X, whatever. I'm going to lose 25 pounds this year, right? Like starting tomorrow or starting Wednesday. And they're like, Monday. I'm super motivated. Monday, or Monday. You, never, you never started anything on That's a right. I'm sorry. Yeah, starting Monday. It's on. And they're super <laughs> motivated today, but they're not doing it. And then Monday comes and they got through it. And Tuesday, it sucked. And then Wednesday, friends want to go to happy hour. And then you're done by Thursday. Right. Right? That's because pretty much exactly how it'll go. <laughs> so then you really weren't motivated to lose that 20 pounds. That was just, you were just pontificating on a potential goal, right? You weren't motivated to do it. Or doing the thing that the thing that you think you're supposed to do. Right. That isn't your goal. It's just that, oh, new year, new me. Everybody at the beginning of the year, I should use lose right. 20 pounds. Right. Right. So, you know, just because it's just because you have set a goal or you think you have motivation doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that's my that's really my point. Don't get the word motivation confused with easy or fun or inspiration or in- motivation is not a feeling. It's right. a compelling reason. I like so, that a lot. You know, and I, I mean, we, you and I had a conversation this week where we did the same thing. Like, I'm not motivated to do anything. Yeah, me either. Well, you said you were motivated to eat a bag of chips. I was. <laughs> what was your compelling reason? I really wanted the chips and they were in my house <laughs> and I did it and it was, and it's fine. Yep. Um, and, and that's the other thing too, is I think, um, people really have to play out motivation in a long game, right? Mm-hmm. Like a year or whatever it's motivate motivation or goal or whatever is a long game strategy. And you have to be able to ride out the peaks and the valleys and the times when you don't want to do things or the times you can't do things, or, you know, you really take advantage of the times that you're on your game and you do it. And, you know, if there's times you don't have a compelling reason not to, right? Like you wake up, you're like, I just don't feel like it. I'm not sick. I don't, I'm not in a time crunch. There's nothing actually wrong with me. 
then just go do it. Like don't throw away the good enough for the perfect. And then right. there's going to be times that you just can't do it, right? Like family gets in the way or you're traveling. Or you're sick or you're sick. injured. Right. And that's fine. That doesn't mean <clears throat> it's all over, right? You didn't lose motivation. You mm-hmm. just have to play out your goal. But I think people are so ready to like jump off the cliff at the first challenge. And then it becomes this catchphrase of motivation. So I think when, I think the fuck motivation thing for me is fuck the word motivation. It's a nonsensical word now in our language and not applicable to how people are using it. Right. Because if you're Mm -hmm. saying I don't have motivation, you're saying I don't have a compelling reason to do this. So why are we even talking about it? Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So shut the fuck up about it and get another goal or, you know, just, yeah, just, yeah. What the fuck and, and I, so I think when people say they don't, don't do it, right. That's right. what like people say. And actually I used to get so pissed off at my, at my husband because he came up with this. Cause I, I, I think, I don't know, it was like a hundred years ago. We were early on in our marriage. And at the, I remember the first time he said, I was like, Oh, well, he asked me to do something. I said, well, I'll try. And he said, there's no fucking try. You either do or you don't. Right. And he's like, you're either going to do it or you're not, or you're not yeah. going to do it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to do it. Right? So, <laughs> whatever it was, it was probably like clean the bathroom. Right. And I was like, oh, I'll try. I'll try to find the time. But right. the reality is I didn't have a fucking compelling reason. I don't like to clean my house. It's not my priority. You can be all, however, whatever right. the vernacular is you want to use priorities, excuses, you know, we, we used, we talked about that, but, um, but it's true. Right. If you have the compelling reason, you're not going to try. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And if you're not going to do it, shut the fuck up about it. Do something else. Find another goal, whatever it is. And that, so, so yeah. I guess try is another one of those vernacular things. Um, and I hope I'm using the word vernacular right. I've never used yeah. the word for my life. I, used it. I think I have the right definition. Yeah. It's yes. like vocabulary, right? Yes, yes, yes. I want to make sure. I learned something. See, yeah. Brandy's smart. And I learned the word vernacular. Um, so I'm going to use it all day now and be like, vernacular, vernacular. Anyway, the word like, of the day. Right the word of the day is vernacular. <laughs> um, anyway, where was I going with my um, vernacularisms? Um, yeah, so I forget where I was going. I was talking about do it, do it or don't do it. <laughs> right. So for me, trying, I'm not talking about trying in the sense of, I'm going to try something new or, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to run a, a mile or, you know, whatever it is. And you only make it a half a mile, whatever the case may be. It's like, you're either going to do it or you're not. So it's that intent, right? So yeah. am I going to do it or am I not going to do it? So don't, don't pretend you're going to do something if you're, if you're just not shut. And that, that's where you say, shut up about it and do something else then, right? Maybe yeah. that's the wrong goal. And I think there's so much of, like you said earlier, this time of year, people feel like they're supposed to set some sort of major goal, right? And then they set it in abstract. It's not at all, it's not at all devised in reality, right? You pick something that your friend's doing on Facebook or like these stupid, like, let's do the carrot diet or let's all do push-ups together or oh, like the challenges. Let's do the 12 week challenge. Right. Like then what all, the fuck's going to happen at the end of 12 weeks? Right. And you know, if you, if you really are using that as a kickoff to something else, but usually people don't at all care. They don't at all feel like doing it. They're not really doing it. And then the minute it becomes hard or not fun, or even before you start, you throw out the word motivation. 
I don't have, I'm not motivated today. So really, I think, well, before I get to that, the other thing I was going to say is, you know, we, we bag on the New Year's resolutions a lot because of the reasons we talked about. People are not using them correctly. They're not really committed. It just becomes something that you can put on Facebook to get attention. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that I, I have different cycles of time throughout my year where I kind of have different planning phases for myself. And when the kids go back to school in the winter, that usually kicks off a new phase for me because, you know, I run, I usually do a a half marathon or a marathon in the late fall. I finish that through Christmas is not a time to set new goals. So it's usually time for me to typically do a strength cycle. So I do, I do set goals for myself after New Year's, but it has nothing to do with the New Year's resolution. Right. It's usually after the kids go back to school winter until they get out of school. Because, because that just makes sense. Change. Right. So in a more, priority cycle for right. And that's this exactly is what I'm right. going to prioritize right now. Right. And as far, yeah, as far as how my life cycle goes and how I can plan my own time. So it has nothing to do with New Year's or not New Year's or, you know, if your life cycle is similar and it makes sense to set a different goal for yourself right now. But there's, again, there's no magic in the after New Year's thing, right? You're not, if you are not interested today, you are not going to be interested Wednesday in making changes. Right. Period. Yeah. And it's, and it's something that, like you said, like you should, whatever your life cycle is, right? Whatever makes sense for you. If you, if, if July is when, or when the kids get out of school or when, you know, the fiscal year ends or when right. taxes are paid, whatever yeah. the fuck it is, right? right? So maybe it's after April and your taxes are done. You set a new financial goal or you, you know, whatever, whatever that is, like you and I go to Florida for our business planning mm-hmm. every January. That usually, that, that's our yep. business goals, right? So, yep. um, and, uh, and sometimes as that, that trip, I think we get really creative and, um, it helps me actually come up with some of my own personal mm-hmm. goals sometimes on the trip. Cause I just get rejuvenated and it's, right. so I know that that's, and it just happens to be in January, you know, so that always comes up. I also usually around the time that we do our retreat in March, that sort of, that, that always gets me sort of rejuvenated too. So I, I usually kind of have something new that comes out of that or when we're preparing for that. Because I, that's when I'm, you know, kind of getting back into my reading and, you know, more mm-hmm. of the, the, you know, psychology stuff and things like that. And those things tend to help me sort of kick off my own um, personal, you know, whether they're, you know, physical, mental kind of goals. So, um, because that just happens to be when, you know, when I, I, that's, I guess, my, my own mental, physical training cycle kind of thing. So, yeah. um, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I, I hate New Year's resolutions um, for that reason because I think people do them just because, right? It's no different than, um, oh, you know, it, there's this really interesting thing um, that I sort of bumped into, I don't know, several months ago. I I don't even know if I can put it in words. I've been trying to put it in words with people, but I think it falls in line with... Um, like trying to lose weight, losing weight mm-hmm. for like, Oh, I need to lose five pounds. Right. Well, why? Like, mm-hmm. I think people come up with these irrational, nonsensical, 
It's not, and, and the, for no reason, it's just right. because, right? So I make up some random weight in my, right. let, let's, for me, let's, let's pretend that I like, oh, I want to be 115 pounds. Right. Why? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I usually fluctuate between like 119 and 121 for, for most of So why? I get up in the morning. I feel good. I, I look okay. My clothes fit. Why do I need to be 115 pounds? I'm I'm making this shit up in my head to be um to to make myself feel like I'm doing something wrong or not or I'm not mm-hmm. good enough or I'm I'm I know I'm wording this right wrong. I was talking to Chris about it and I typing it out in an email when she was with me. I'm just like we make these things up. If I'm happy where I am, if I can I physically feel good. My clothes fit. I'm functioning. Um, I have flexibility in my diet to eat, you know, to kind of eat fun foods when I want to, or, and I don't have to be super strict, right? What, what, why do I need to be 115 pounds? It is just this random number I've made up in my head. And, and we do this to ourselves all the time. And you and I, we go back and forth and we talk about this all the time. We're like, oh, I'm, you know, I feel this and, and I, I want to be this weight. And, but why, right? Like if I, now, if I really truly had a compelling reason that I needed to be 115 pounds, maybe I decided I wanted to do a photo shoot. Maybe I wanted to definitely be leaner for it. Maybe that's a compelling reason enough. I don't know that it really is because I probably wouldn't do it. But in just in just in life in general, we make up these things to be disappointed in ourselves about like we're so sup- I'm not supposed to be happy at this weight. Right. I am supposed to be dissatisfied. With myself, because I have this random number in my head that I told myself this is where I need to be. If you're, if if you're maybe what somebody would consider ten pounds overweight, but you are so happy where you are, and because it allows you to have some freedom in your diet, and you don't have to be this super crazy person tracking every single morsel, and you can go out with your friends and your family, and 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 you're okay. You don't have to have some goal to lose weight if that if there's a reason for it does that make sense i know the yeah, i know i'm not describing it the right way but i think we make up these reasons to be dissatisfied with ourselves that aren't real reasons i i mean i i completely agree so the pretend scale number thing is probably one of the most common things that i deal with people you know especially people who have significant body fat to lose and I'll have somebody who has significant body fat, but will come to me and just throw out a number that is makes no sense in any scenario, right? Like, I want to weigh 110 pounds, and I'm looking at somebody who weighs 200 pounds, and at 130, they would probably be skin and bones, and I've actually, on the regular, have conversations, and I'll just say like, okay, that's cool. So where did that number come from? And if, honestly, it'll be like, well... My friend on Instagram, that's what mm-hmm. she weighs. Or that's what I weighed in high school. Okay, well, but you're 57 right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Or I don't know that I just like that number. Well, what in the world? And I do, again, I do think it's just this cultural bombardment of these crazy, crazy scale numbers. And then, so I think what people do, in, at least in my you know, my professional psychology opinion is you're, you're smart in the morning. Haven't had breakfast like, psychology opinion, right? Like, like <laughs> just cranking on coffee right now is if it's very overwhelming, right? Like I have a hundred pounds to lose. 
if I set a goal that's so unachievable, I can immediately just say I failed at it and quit, right? Because, you know, if I said, well, I want to drop five pounds, I can do that. But if I say I want to lose 100 pounds or be 100 pounds, well, that's so unachievable. By day three, I can just stop. And it's just a tactic. And it's just a tactic to set yourself up to not have motivation from the get-go. Um, or it's just complete lack of, lack of knowledge. So I don't even deal with scale numbers for people in those kind of situations. I really try not to talk about scale numbers at all with my clients, except for people in prep, right? And, you know, at the end, like it does become this whole, like, did you lose four ounces sort of scenario, but that's different. You know, I try to pretty much deal in body fat and pictures and I always set fitness metrics. And that would be my suggestion for anybody who's looking for a goal, who's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah to everything that they're saying. I still want to set a New Year's goal. Great. Set a fitness goal. Set a, a realistic fitness goal. I think the, a one mile time is one of the best fitness metrics that people who can run, if you have a physical reason you can't run, it's not a good one, pick something else. But that is the most simple and really, you know, it, definable fitness metric that you can set for yourself. Because running, you can get better quickly. One mile, anybody should be able to run. It's something you can measure yourself daily. You don't need the gym, blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't involve the fucking scale. Right. Right. But so like with most of the people, most of the the people I'm working with, because most of them are competitors or getting ready to get on stage or have been on stage and, you know, we're dealing with off season stuff. Um, you, you really... And this is something I, you know, and realizing that whole like weight thing myself, you just have to, because the competitors get so hung up on the scale weight because yep. they were whatever, you know, I was 106 pounds when I competed, right? So I could get hung up on, I still catch myself. I'm like, I'm only 12 pounds over my stage weight. I haven't been on stage since 2012, so who fucking cares what my stage weight was? That weight is insignificant in any, you know, any form of my life, right? So we get hung up, we competitors, former competitors, whatever, you get hung up on, on the scale. And I was having this conversation with, with Chris, um, hopefully she doesn't mind me mentioning her because, you know, her and I are actually very similar people and, um, things that we sort of struggle with, but she was hung up on the scale number, but at the same time was so happy to have the freedom. It's like, you know, it's like, I'm talking about how happy I am that I get to spend time with my family and I don't have to worry about tracking every morsel that goes in my mouth. And this is the first time ever in my life that I didn't feel crazy about food. Mm -hmm. So I said, so what the fuck difference does this scale number mean? Right. Because you just said happy, freedom, like all these words, right? You're, you're happy, you're free. Um, the best you've ever felt, you're strong, you're, you're deadlifting 250 again, you're, you know, spending time with your family, you're not being crazy about food, fuck the number on the scale, right? Because these 2000 things you just listed over here versus this, I want to be this weight on the scale, mean nothing, right? So right. you've made this up in your head that, and I'm not, not 
not right or wrong. It's just, it's something that we get so wrapped around the axle about with these fucking scale numbers, especially competitors, former competitors, right? That, and I think normal people, regular people too, everybody. right? You get, you get hung up everybody. on it. Everybody. And it's like, if you, if you're, so that's the number you're making up in your head when you have all these other things and you're super happy. So let go of that because that, that one thing that's feeling negative it means nothing. It's insignificant and it has, you know, has no impact or should have no impact or bearing on your life. Right. Right. Now, if you're not happy because maybe you've been, your, your clothes don't fit, you feel lethargic, you feel sluggish, you're not, you know, you're not sleeping well, then maybe your habits need to change. Right. right. But it still has nothing to do with, I need to be 125 pounds. It has to do with, uh, I ate a little too many bags of chips and a little too many cocktails over the holidays and I feel a little sluggish and I feel like crap. So how about I get my shit together? Right. Yeah. So that's different. That's um, different. That yeah. That's a compelling reason. Yeah. Not a number on the scale. Right. So if you feel like your, your health is in a bad place or maybe mentally, physically. So if that's a compelling reason, not I'm so happy, free, wonderful, everything's blah, blah, blah. I feel so good but I hate myself because I'm not 125 pounds. Right. But leave that fucking shit alone. That, that I think that's the best way I could describe. And it was something, it was literally an epiphany I had probably somewhere between three and six months. Ago, I can't remember. Um, Cause I woke up one morning and I got on the scale and I just realized I was like, what? I was like, Tina, seriously, what difference does it make if you're 117 or 120 pounds? None. Right. right. Like I feel good. I can eat and I don't have to track all the time and I can kind of have the freedom to do what I want and maintain where I am. And I feel good. That's all the rest of that shit. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, and most scales are wrong for starters, right? So you're like basing your emotional health on something that's probably not even correct, right? You can get a one scale here and be 117 or one scale there and be 113 and one scale there and be 125. So what the hell are you even doing? That doesn't even make sense. Right. Um, so really, you know, I would throw out a couple of things to people. First of all, for me, the whole fuck motivation for 2020 would be fuck the word motivation. Take it out of your vocabulary. Change like it, it to compelling reason, right? So you can say if you do or don't have a compelling reason, which is like what you were talking about, either say you are or are not going to do something. Right? right? Not, well, I'm not motivated to work out today. Say, I am not going to work out today, or I am going to work out today. Right. Or, that, or to add to that, right, the whole priority thing. When you say, I don't have time for something, change the vernacular, the vocabulary, and say, mm-hmm. it's not a priority. Right. Don't so say I, you don't have time. Say, it's not a priority, and see how that feels. Yep. I, I, I think 2020, it's just taking the word motivation out of your lexicon. <laughs> Oh my God, it's another word. So lexicon and vernacular, does it mean the same thing? Yeah, kind of. Like, oh yeah. my God, my mind is so fucking kind of. blown. I, mean, I don't know what. nuances to all of those. Can so I anyway. just use the word motivation? Because now all this other They're all my 50 cent are, words. They're scaring me. Back when I used to actually do smart stuff. Um, <laughs> but that, that would be really, take it out and make it the final yes or no. I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. I would also challenge everybody to really do two other things to stay off the scale, like stay the fuck off the scale. Right. Well, unless your coach tells you that you need to weigh yourself 
three, four times a week. So that's me. I mean, clients can't stay off the scale. That's different. You're not doing that for yourself, right? You're doing that. Any, any client on the scale should understand that it's a data point. Right. right. So it that's is, the other, that's what my client. You are just providing do. data. Yep. You are not data, having data, data. an emotional response and yes. you're providing that data to a professional who understands how to interpret it yep. and how to react to it. Yes. That's much different than somebody by themselves in their bathroom crying over a number. Basing their self-worth on a number right. on the scale. Yes. No, right. I absolutely agree with you on that. Yes. Because, but that is, that is one of the reasons why I have my clients weigh themselves multiple times a week. Well, yeah, because it is data and I am trying to get them desensitized to having an emotional connection to the scale because it's just providing data to my mm-hmm. coach, right? So right. whether you're doing it on your own or you're providing it to your coach, it's data, yep. period, right? And, you know, I'm, and as you are, I'm just looking for trends, right? right? I'm looking for trends throughout the week because, you know, a lot of people, it's low, 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 high, high, high over the weekend. Then we fight that back out till Wednesday, Thursday, right? That's a bad place to be. So I'm looking for trends. And all I'm using the scale for with, when I'm working with clients is really to pretty much be a behavior detective. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing throughout the week if things aren't reacting the way they should react, right? right? If we're expecting a downward trend and things are going up every week, now we need, I need more data throughout the week to see where the behavior is not going right. Because science is science. Right. Um, but if, you know, if, you, if you're not working with a coach and you want to set a goal, I would really just stay off the scale or set, you know, so for this, the month of December, I packed my scale away because I wasn't going to use it for good. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, there was no purpose. I, I myself would have just gotten on and been like, well, I shouldn't have done this. So I said, well, it's not going to do any good and it's not going to change what I'm, my behavior. All it's going to ch- make me do is be pissy. So yeah. let's just put it away. Um, and the other thing I'd really challenge people to do is set a fitness goal first, right? Mm-hmm. Set whatever that is. If you want to learn to do some pull-ups, if you want to have a two minute plank, if you want to be able to do 30 push-ups, if you know, you really want to be fit set, you know, set a one mile or a half mile time that you can keep working on pretty much daily. It could be, it could be a blood, it could be lowering your blood pressure. It could be getting a better, uh, you know, heart health fitness, right? And you can track that with your heart rate, right? So, you know, can you, can you walk a mile? I mean, if you're talking about the the really people who are really starting from the beginning, you know, walking a mile, not even running a mile, right? Or, or, you know, kind of increasing that heart health, that heart fitness. And lots of people have fitness trackers that track their heart rate. Can you do this, you know, maybe your heart mm-hmm. rate spikes and you're out of breath and, and maybe then you learn to do, to do it without your heart rate getting up to 170 yep. beats per minute, you know, with that same, you know, cause that, that heart health and your heart rate can kind of help you determine what your, your health, your heart, you know, health fitness is if you can lower your heart rate, like all yep. of those the blood pressure and things like that. Those are better <laughs> fitness metrics than, you know, uh, a number on a scale. Right. Right. And Listen, if you're setting goals that are going to change your behavior and change your health, it's going to change the scale. So that would really be something I challenge everybody to do is set, set a real goal for 2020 if you want to set one that does not involve the scale. How about drinking your water and getting more sleep? 
Yeah, right. Drinking water, <laughs> getting sleep, cutting, you know, whatever, whatever it is, like adding more vegetables. Well, and then that's a good point. And then this is probably like a six hour podcast again, but um, I really think it's important for people to set positive goals, not negative. Right. Instead of saying, don't do, I'm not going to X, change it, right? right. I'm not going to whatever, eat junk food. You know what? Change it to you're going to get vegetables in four meals a day. Yeah. Because it will have the same effect. If you have committed to getting fruits and vegetables in four meals a day, the crap that you're eating when you pull through Wendy's is going to change and it's all going to have the same effect. Right. Or you're, you know, if you focus on adding things, adding positive things to your diet versus removing negative things from your diet, right? Then it's going to be more successful. Right. So as soon as you say, I'm not eating, I'm going on a sugar detox and I'm not going to have any sugar because, you know, we all know sugar is the devil. Um, You know, then as soon as you do that, that's all you're going to want. So don't say that. Just say, I'm going to add more, I'm going to have five servings of fruit and vegetables, right. I'm gonna have a fruit or a vegetable every meal, or I'm going to drink more water, or I'm going to have more protein or whatever it is. Once you start adding those things in, right. As you, you, you're like, Oh, well I went this whole week and I drank a gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so this goes back to our do one thing, right. These yep. small goals. Don't try to drink a gallon of water and add all the protein and cut out all the sugar and go to the gym five days a week. And you know, right. whatever, do one little thing and you build on those things, right? So now water has become a behavior and I'm like, oh, I, I did water. I can totally add some protein. Now next, next week, let me try adding some protein. Oh shit, I had it. Look, I did that, right? You get excited right. because you did the thing and you were successful versus trying to do everything all at once and then you just can't because it's overwhelming and you're an epic failure and why do I even try it? I'm done. Fuck motivation. Right. I don't I can't do it, right? I'm a failure right. that. Right. So you do these little tiny things, right. Um, you know, whatever it is, make very small, realistic goals. We talked about that in the drink, drink your water podcast, right. And other successful behaviors, right. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, and the, the other thing I was going to add when you were talking about, um, the fu- your your version of fuck mode, you know, just take uh, motivation out of your vocabulary. Um, like make promises to yourself. So these goals, mm-hmm. whatever your goal is that we have now decided is going to be small and realistic and nothing, you know, whatever, something that's uh, attainable, make a promise to yourself and don't break, don't be willing to break promises. To right. Yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Don't be right. a liar. Yeah. Don't, if you're not willing, if, if you consider yourself an honest person and, you know, and to the rest of the world, why would you be willing to, you know, break promises and lie to yourself? Right. So if I say I'm going to get up and make my bed every day as small of a thing as that is, I'm not going to break a promise to myself. If If I'm not willing to break a promise to somebody else, then why would I be willing to break promises to myself? So we have to, that's another, I think, vernacular vocabulary thing, mm-hmm. right? That we can say, you know, these goals that we set are promises we're making to ourselves. And they have to be things you're willing to to actually do. So right. don't come out of the gate of, I'm going to run a marathon, you know, if you're not a runner. Or don't come out of the gate with, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. Okay, because something's going to happen to change that. So set right. the small, 
set the small achievable promises mm-hmm. to yourself, make them positive, make them fitness or health based, not the stupid scale based. And, and not based on anybody else's goals or anything, you know, society yeah. or Facebook or Instagram or <laughs> make sure it's something that makes sense for you. Even keep it to yourself. <laughs> keep it to yourself and see what that, how that changes it. Because everybody these days needs to make some grandiose announcement on social media. Why don't you try just making a promise to yourself and not tell anybody else and just know you're only accountable to yourself. Right. And see how that changes things. Right. And let your, let your actions speak for you. Not, not your, you know, not some empty promises you've made on, you know, Facebook or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Just, just fucking, just fucking do it. But make sure whatever goal you choose is when you have a compelling reason, a strong why, whatever Mm -hmm. words you want to use that make sense for you. Right. Mm -hmm. To do it. um, That's, that's what you need to do. Make sure it's your goal, not somebody else's. Don't do it because your friends are doing it. Right. Don't join the running group because your friends are doing it. Unless that's a thing you really want to do, right? Don't right. say I'm going to do a 12 week challenge at Orange Theory, fit, whatever the fuck it's yeah, called. Yeah, whatever that is. Right. Be, if that's not what you want to do, right. right? Make sure it's your goal. And if you find, now, hey, if you find friends that, you know, if this is, something you all want to do together, then great. Because it, it is nice to do things with other oh, people. For sure. if, you know, that, that can be super motivating. Um, I'm not saying don't do things with other people. I'm not saying, you know, don't try to motivate yourself with these, you know, other things. Um, you just have to make sure you're, you're grounded in your why and your compelling reason, whatever it is. Um, because that is your motivation, right? Your compelling yep. reason is yep. the thing I am compelled to brush my teeth every day because I am compelled to get up and answer emails every day because I got to fucking pay my bills. Am I always motivated to answer my client emails every day? No. No. I love you clients, but I am not always motivated. I will sit on my computer and be like, oh God, like another, right? right? I love my job. I love my clients, but I'm motivated to pay my bills. Right. And I'm motivated to be a good coach, right? So I'm not going to like fuck off and then get my clients. Right. And, and you know what? And that's the difference, right? Is Neither one of us or nobody probably in this world wakes up every morning like, yay, I get to go to work. This is so fun. I'm so motivated. But yet people expect that feeling when it comes to making health and fitness changes. Right. You're not going to wake up every morning and be like, yay, I get to go work out. You're not going to feel that way nope. every day. That has nothing to do with motivation. Right. So just fuck motivation. Just forget the word, forget the word, make it, you do it or you don't do it. You have a compelling reason or you don't. And that's that. That's really my advice for 2020. That's it. I think, I think we nailed it. I think that was really good. Yeah. Problem solved. So what's your new year's resolution? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you my, my 2020 plans is my main focus this year is going to be the horse. And we had before the accident set a gigantic goal for 2020 of making it to nationals. And I thought that that goal was off the table. It's hopefully not off the table. So, you know, I've set some big goals with rehabbing her back and getting right back into our training, hopefully by early spring and getting back on the show circuit and hopefully still making it to nationals in 2020. So, you know, that's the big picture goal, which has a lot of and do I, am I going to feel like 
Am I going to feel super motivated to go out there and jog a horse around, you know, 20 minutes every day for four weeks in February while she rehabs? No, of course not. But I'm going to do it because I have a goal of going to nationals 2020 and I have to do the shit stuff now before I can get to the good stuff. Well, and that's it. You have to get through, you have to embrace the suck to get to the good stuff later. And then, you know, the other big 2020 goal for me is this is going to be the first year I'm not endurance running at all uh, because the nationals, the horse show is going to be the same time as Vegas. So we're not going to Vegas this year. So it'll be the first year I don't have an endurance race. Yeah. So I'm going to spend the year really working on my 5k time, which is something again, year after year, I've said I'm going to do, but then I don't have a compelling reason because the endurance running overcomes it. So I've never actually put the work on to try to work down my time because I'm always trying to get the miles on. So I'm spending this year just working on my 5k time. And that, that's it. Like there it is in a nutshell. That's my next year. Yeah. I actually have not, um, I've set no goals for myself. <laughs> I have no goals or ambition. I have no goals. <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. No, but so, but seriously, I don't, I'm not saying I don't have any ambition, but I, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, I, my goal is always to stay moving and to stay healthy. Um, I, you know, hate that I have a autoimmune disease and that, you know, I fucking hurt all the time. Um, so really I just, my goal every day is like, I want to just be able to move. Um, so, so, you know, that's no different than any other day. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I haven't really set any goals for myself outside of that. Now I do know there's definitely some things I want to do business wise, coaching wise, Mm -hmm. but again, I'm still not entirely sure what that is. Um, but as you know, we tend to really come up with something brilliant and for the three days that we spend holed up in the hotel room, right. Um, and our, and our pajamas and showered. Um, so I'm sure something brilliant will come out of that. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe doing more, you know what my goal is? I want to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I, so if that- you're listening to this podcast, if you like us at all, if you have any feelings for Brandy and I write into the Ellen DeGeneres show, we need to start a writing campaign and we, and, and you guys need to, um, have, give her a compelling reason to have us on. I want to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. That has been a goal of yours forever, probably in the last five or six years at least. It really has been. At some point, I have to figure out a way to do that. Hey, I think Ellen, I'm coming for you. Somebody right? get me on the Ellen show. I you better hurry up before she retires. Really? Otherwise, it'll be Kelly Clark. I know, because at first it was Oprah, and now yeah, I can't be Oprah. So now Oprah. it's Ellen. I love Ellen, so I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so I think, um, yep, I think we probably should this this off at this point. Hopefully everybody understands, um, got some new vernacular vocabulary. What was right. the word? Lexicon. Lexicon. Everybody learned something new today. Um, fuck motivation. Yes. Fuck the word motivation. Absolutely. Stop thinking of motivation as something fucking fun. It's magic. It's not magic. Not magical rainbows and fun. 
Um, you know, it's, it's a strong why it's a, you know, compelling reason it's promises you make to yourself, make sure your goals are attainable. Um, make sure they're realistic, make sure they're your fucking goals, make sure they make sense for your life, your lifestyle, the things you want to do. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that's, that's it. That is it. Fucking do your shit. All right. So, all right. Don't get weird. Use your head. It's all going to be okay. okay. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye. Bye.